Distraction by Gabriel Weinberg and Justin Mayers. One sentence summary. Traction is a roadmap for startups to achieve the exponential growth necessary to survive the first few months and years by looking at 19 ways to get traction and a framework to help you pick the best one for your startup. My favorite quote from the authors is, Almost every failed startup has a product. What failed startups don't have are enough customers. Gabriel Weinberg and Justin Mears. So far, I'd only known about one of the two authors of this book, Justin Mears, from Ned Eliasson's and his Programming for Marketers course. Now I found out that their book is on Blinkist, so I thought I would take a look. Traction is what makes sure that your car's horsepower actually translates to the asphalt and pushes your car forward. Without it, all you create is smoke, admittedly cool drifts and rubber marks on the road. For a startup, the situation isn't much different. You can spend a lot of time on product development, getting investors and hiring great people, but in the end, how much traction your work gets in the marketplace is what determines your survival. To help you out, Justin Mears and Gabriel Weinberg have written this book. Based on what they've learned growing DuckDuckGo, the search engine that doesn't track you, and Exceptional, a software company, plus a bunch of other startups they founded or worked with. Here are three lessons to help get your startup off the ground. 1. Start thinking about your marketing as soon as you begin working on your idea. 2. Attend trade shows to find potential future partners. 3. Use the bullseye framework to find which traction channel works best for you. Want to catapult your business from 0 to 60 in the blink of an eye? Let's go get some traction. Traction. Lesson 1. Think about your marketing as soon as you begin working on your startup. This answers the question, what's the proportion of my time that I should give to marketing and when should I start doing so? The number one mistake I keep seeing people make when trying to start a business is to not start marketing instantly. Every time a friend tells me I'm building this thing, I ask, have you started marketing yet? And 99% of the time, the answer is, nah, I want to get something out first. As a result, most of my friends end up emerging from their startup lab with a fully cooked product, but no one who wants to buy it. Imagine a guy trying to sell newspapers on the street going, who wants this? That's frustrating. So every time I get that answer, I tell them, you have to start marketing now or otherwise you will fall flat on your face. People rarely listen. But if they do, they usually end up thanking me. I'm sure Justin and Gabriel have had plenty of the same conversations. They suggest you should split your time 50-50 between product development and getting traction. Of course, when you start out, you're happy if you can get a few dozen people to follow your work, and you can always reach those. But the traction metric changes over time, and eventually you'll have to get people by the thousands to buy your stuff to succeed. Devoting lots of time to your marketing early on will allow you to test strategies until you find the right one. For example, when Dropbox tried search engine ads, they quickly realized that paying $200 to get someone to get a $99 per year membership wasn't going to work, and so they could switch to trying something else. Oh, and don't be afraid to share updates before you're ready to launch. Marketo started blogging long before they had something to launch, so when they did, 14,000 people were already waiting to buy. Traction. Lesson 2. Go to trade shows to find people and companies to partner with. 
This answers the question, what's the best way to get joint ventures? This is one of 19 traction channels Justin and Gabriel describe, but I picked it because it combines offline and online. No matter what industry you're in, there are always trade shows and events not too far away. And there's always someone there who could change your life and business. Even if you meet one of the giants in your industry before you have a finalized product to showcase, you could still get to know them, start building a relationship, and who knows, maybe they'll tell you exactly what they want from you for the two of you to partner up. You can also use these to come up with creative marketing campaigns. For example, Twitter put TVs in the lobbies and hallways of the South by Southwest conference in 2007, showing live feeds of tweets from the event. Of course, everyone wanted to see their own tweet on screen, and as a result, their traffic ballooned from 20,000 to 60,000 tweets per day during the event. Traction, lesson three. Use the bullseye framework to find which traction channel works best for you. This answers the question, how do I find my best marketing channel? However, trade shows are just one of 19 ways to get traction, but that doesn't mean you should pick that one. Nor does it mean you should do all of them at once. Here's what Justin and Gabriel call the bullseye framework to find which traction channel works best for you. Step 1. Brainstorm which channels work in your industry and how you could use them for your particular product. Step 2. Categorize them into promising, possible and long shots. Step 3. Make a list with the top 3. Step 4. Do cheap testing with clear goals for those top three. Step five, focus on the one that works best or start over if none work. In truth, getting one traction channel to work is more than you need to successfully grow your startup. Finding that one channel is what you should spend your time on, not trying to be everywhere and getting nowhere in the process. As Steve Jobs said, focus is about saying no. My personal takeaways from Traction for 2017. I believe the core premise, the, the, the basic idea of this book is absolutely brilliant. So they give you a whole bunch of ways to market your startup. They tell you to start marketing right away. And they also give you a framework to find out which one you should focus on. Because that very last line that having one channel of marketing is all you need is really where it's at, I think. So I've been doing this from day one of starting my blog. I knew I wanted to build an email list. I knew I wanted those email addresses because you own the email list. You have the contact information. It's yours. Unlike YouTube or Instagram or Facebook, where the platform can throw you off any day. If you have the email, you have the contact info and you can say hi to people whenever you like. So I knew I wanted to do that. And everything I've done since 2014 has in one way or another led to people signing up to my email list. And that's what allowed me, what's allowed me to build such a big email list over time. I think we're around, uh, somewhere around 11,000 people now. Um, and so knowing that early on is important and that's going to be different for every project, right? So for example, I have like for my personal brand and everything that's connected to it, the email list. But that doesn't mean I, I can't take on different marketing channels for different projects. So for four minute books for a while, I did Facebook ads and they worked really well. So I know, okay, I can get more email subscribers for four minute books with Facebook ads. So that's one thing. 
Um, now I'd like to talk a little bit about my latest project and how I'm trying to use that here. Um, I want to give you one tip about trade shows. Um, yeah, and let's take it from there. So the latest project I'm doing is called AnyQuote, right? A-N-I quote. So AnyQuote.co. Uh, it's an app for uh, to make quotes that are animated, right? So video quotes. It's like a short video, a quote shows up on a beautiful image, and then there's an animation, and then that's it. It just plays on loop. And you can post that on Instagram or on Twitter or something like that. And so when I started that project with two friends, some of the first things we thought about, I sent an email to my list, said, hey, I'm doing this. Do you want to opt in? And we decided, hmm, it would be really cool to have a bunch of email addresses so we could when we have the app when we first launch it and put it in the app store we can tell these people hey we have an app ready right because if it's in the app store app store marketing is not up to us right that's if not we're making an ios app so it's up for apple to decide if they want to promote us can't control that um we can't really say like we go on i don't know like app podcasts or something we can launch it on platforms like product hunt sure but it's not in our control right so we thought, hmm, let's try to get those email addresses. And from there, we started trying different channels to get those email addresses. So we went from, uh, of course, sending an email to my list, posting on Twitter, messaging people on Instagram one-on-one, -on -one, uh, commenting on people's uh, feeds in Instagram. Um, then we started making our own Instagram and creating content so we would get followers on Instagram and then be able to tell those to maybe get the product or test the product. We started messaging influencers on Instagram through chat apps, right? Because if someone with 10,000 followers tweets about your app thingy, that's kind of cool. Uh, so we did that. Um, and now we're trying all these different channels and we're slowly starting to see, hmm, yeah, one-on-one -on -one messages work kind of well. Uh, marketing on platforms or Reddit doesn't work too well. Uh, other things don't work so much. Okay, okay. So we're trying different channels and now we're figuring out which one works so we can double down on that one and then go from there. So whether you use the bullseye framework is just a very structured way to look at it. I like that because it, it doesn't dilute your focus in the beginning. But even if you t try 10 different things over the course of a week and then settle on one or two, that's still a lot better than, you know, settling on nothing at all. So um, that's really the most important takeaway to start marketing early. Uh, I can't I can't stress this enough, especially before you have something, because imagine the difference between being able to say to a thousand people, hey, it's ready versus going out, stepping outside of your door. You're standing in the middle of nowhere yelling, hey, I got something. That's the difference between starting marketing before you have your product and after you have it. And lastly, a tip to, to be at trade shows, try making friends. Right? Don't focus on business so much when you're at an event. Try making friends. Just be nice. Go there. Say hi. Introduce yourself. Try to have a good time. Have a fun event. Maybe get stuck in the elevator with someone. Do something crazy. Um, just be helpful. Talk to them on a personal level. Don't think business. Right? Take off your business hat for a while. Uh, just be there. Be nice. And you'll see your network grows into, in a much more sustainable and in a much healthier way than if you just worried about giving out as many business cards as possible, right? So whatever your next project is, I hope it will help you get traction and get it faster. And I also hope to see you on the next summary. Cheers.